Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you going? Really well. How are you? Hey, do you find it interesting sometimes how when you see someone driving down the street and you see their car? Yes. And like the way their car is, the graphics or the seat co- color of the seat covers? Or the eyelashes on the headlights. Yeah, the, yeah, the eyelashes <laughs> yes. on the headlights, yeah. There's a new one I've seen lately. There's a cat, a cat depple on yep. the back window yep. and they've put the tail of the cat on the windscreen wiper so it looks oh, like a yes. cat. Yeah, yeah. That, the other one, yeah. which is interesting, you know, on the back of the, the badges on the back of the car, and there's a couple, I think it might be the Toyota one. And, and the, the Mazda one when the they Mazda turn one, them into. And they put like the devil, <laughs> yeah. the pitchfork. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I've seen those. They're yeah. good. Yeah. It's it's interesting how, you know, something everyday, like a car, mm-hmm. how it becomes an extension of, of you because it's kind of showing something about that person's personality. Yes. Very true. The big spoilers, the lights underneath the car. Yeah, yeah, that type <laughs> yes. of stuff. And, and I mean, and it flows over to. I mean, it flows over to when you see someone, and the fashion they're wearing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that can tell you a lot about a person by what they're wearing, like yes. about what they might be interested in. Yeah, you know, kind of. So, it kind of. Oh, okay, that person's really into rock and roll, or they're into something else because you can tell by the by the dress. It dictates a personality or a style. Or... But remember, if you see me in active wear, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm active. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I think that's a funny thing about active wear. You see people, active wear has become a comma. Casual wear, a casual f- fashion. It's kind of something you just wear <laughs> when you don't know what else to wear. Yes, it it's, is. Is it because it it's just a safe thing you can just put on? Just and comfortable, easy, quick. Sneakers go on or thongs. <laughs> that, that's it. And, and it, it's kind of easy to coordinate the colours mm, and stuff. Because it's all usually black. It's like black and... Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So so is clothing, I suppose, too, that to a degree, that's an extension of your personality, I suppose, as Yeah, well. absolutely. Yeah, so it's interesting. So then if you think about it like that, so when it comes to photography, what would be our extension? That's right. Well, that's interesting cause, because what we're talking about today is your camera an extension of you? Well, that hard answer is yes. <laughs> for, for a lot of photographers... Your camera is your paintbrush at the end of your arm. Mm. It's a thing, mm. it's a tool that you use to create, mm-hmm. but it's also the tool that you use to show your perspectives of the yeah. world, your part that you, know, you want to capture something. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's, that's a really, a really, really um, important thing to consider when you're taking your images that who are you taking them for um, and what are you taking them for. But most importantly, when it's for your own work, make it about yourself. Make it about what you can see and what you're you're wanting to create. Well, the number of photographers actually out there today, a lot of the imagery that's created because they're not professional photographers, mm-hmm. the, the images are created for them. It is mm. it's it's their way of expressing their view of the world. That's right. And the camera is the camera is that means to do that. Yeah, and sometimes it might be your bacon and eggs that you had for breakfast. Well, it <laughs> could be. It could, could be, be when you're using your uh, phone camera. Yes. Or it could be where you are and what you're doing, which is a huge, huge extension of who you are and what, you, what you're about. Exactly, exactly. And I think, look, one of the modern things about modern-day cameras now that people 
one of the big pluses is social media. Mm. So social media has allowed you to take your imagery mm-hmm. and share it with people mm-hmm. and you can share it within um, groups of people who are like-minded. That's right. So a lot of the, the Facebook groups, they're all people who in that group have a common common love or mm-hmm. common gold or, yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so you can actually use your camera now to show those people something that because might, yeah it might be of interest to might them be or, interest yeah I, I i read a comment from someone the other day and they said i take pictures so I, because i can't paint yeah yeah <laughs> it's true i can't draw but i can take photographs yeah. yes and you take a lot of street imagery as well and so how do you view that as as well again it's it's my way of showing something that i can see and it's in mm-hmm. front of me so my camera becomes that conduit so yes. it becomes a part of what I'm kind of trying to capture. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So definitely it does become yeah. an extent. It's an extent, when, especially when I'm out doing street photography, your yeah. camera, I think in that in that particular style of photography, that is an extension of you. That's, that's how you're connected to the environment Yeah. around yeah, you. Yeah, I basically. agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. I mean, to a degree of what you do with your wedding photography, your, cam- your camera is an extension of your working what you do as far as you're, when you're doing that type of photography, yeah. you're working. So it becomes yeah. a, it becomes, it, it's your paintbrush. Yeah, it's absolutely, definitely yeah. like that. And I end up becoming the eyes for people that aren't there at that point in time as well, which is something to really think about. So it's it's very much from, unfortunately, selfishly, it's my point of view of, of how I see that day. Yeah, and look, and, and I think but the skill as a photographer is is that when you, kind of given that task to capture that thing mm. that you you try and capture it from a point of view that people can get a balanced that's right balanced look of the which day. is really important it's a really important key contributor to i think any photographer you you need to yeah. be balanced i mean you can have a particular theme running within your photography mm. but mm. you know if you show just you know you kind of modify it too much that it shows just one one yeah. thing that's happening yeah I mean, if you shoot, say, in street photography, sometimes you make no allowances for rubbish yes. in the street. So you don't yes. you don't particularly go and go, oh, I can't shoot here. Look, there's rubbish on the ground yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's there. It's a part of it. Yeah. So you don't take it out. Yeah. Whereas you could choose to go and only shoot in areas that are really clean. Clean and tidy. <laughs> but that probably doesn't give a true representation of if you're, if you're trying to document a city. Mm-hmm. It's probably not true. There's yeah. not many cities where everything's perfectly clean. Yeah. Unless yeah. you go to Singapore, that's pretty clean. I've not been. I'm dying to go. Very, very clean city. Dying to go. Yeah, very, very clean. I think there's, yeah. I think there's huge huge fines for littering. For dropping. There is. There is. So, but, yeah, it's actually making me think back to my uni days when I was creating artwork and it was the, my camera was definitely an extension then because I went through a period where I was taking um, a lot of self-portrait work Yes. A little bit self-indulgent being um, a very melodramatic young adult. (laughs) But that's a, to me, that kind of comes to mind as an example of how I've used my camera as an extension of myself. Well, that was expressing you. It was. And and what you were feeling. Yeah. And the the conduit was your camera Mm. and gave Mm. you that ability to be able to do that. Mm. I even took it one step further with some of my artwork and created installations from my images. Yes. So it was that step further so, yeah that's yeah. that's quite interesting so yeah is, it, is that something that obviously that you did back then but you and then you kind of moved away from doing that or yeah I have to say I know we've spoken about it in the in past podcasts that there's been the 
the point where you stop doing work for yourself, I think that interferes with the ability to to use your camera as an extension of yourself because you end up photographing for other people when you start taking professional images and you really neglect yourself as an art form. Yeah, I and think I that's, know. that's where the can yeah, be a disconnect. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I know one of my goals for 2020 is to start to create more work for myself, which yes. which I'm really excited to do. Yep. Yeah, so that's I think that, that would be a definite very... Well, that, that, that keeps the fire burning. Yes. That creative so fire. So important. So for a lot of people, you know, they start, they get into photography because the camera is an extension of them and it gives them the ability to be able to express themselves. And that's really, what they love about it. Yes. Yeah. And then they fall into working as a working photographer. Yes. And then the, the camera becomes an extension of other people's wants and needs. Yes. So it's not your, not necessarily an extension of you anymore because you're capturing things that other people want that you you wouldn't have gone out and shot that's right for yourself that's right and I think it's really important to remember to do those little things for yourself yes um it's what has attracted people to your business to begin with or to your art form or to your photographs or those kinds of things and it does actually make me think back to a few instances where people have actually said that they'd liked my personal work over my professional work yeah. so it, it's it's really this is this particular conversation is making me think it's time to pull the finger out again yeah well it's easy to kind of get into that space where you've been creating stuff for other people mm. and you've been doing mm. a really good job because you're delivering and they keep mm. getting you to do it because you're giving them what they want mm-hmm and we have talked about this on the podcast many times and it's something that people are like, oh, they're going to say, they're going to mention again, personal projects. But <laughs> <laughs> It's because it's that important to grow. It is very yeah. important, but it's also important to keep that creative fire alive. That's and keep, right. And, and the reason that you picked the camera up or had picked the camera up originally mm. to keep that feeling there mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that it's not feeling like it's all work mm. behind the camera. So. You know, you can be super, super self-indulgent and shoot stuff that's purely for you. Yeah. No one has to see it. No one has to see it, but you can share it if you want to. Yeah. But I think the thing about it is it helps you create something and it might be just it might be just on the day how you feel. Mm. And I, I had a photographer on in the other podcast. The, the, the podcast took a, a direction to where we, we started talking about that she went through a lot of dark times. Yes. Right? And um, photography was her saviour in yeah. the end. But she'd have a really bad day, like with things just going wrong in her life and yeah. lots of pressures and things. Yeah. And she would take her – the way she felt – or the way she became comfortable and able to bear it was she would take her camera onto the street. Yeah. And she'd just lose herself in the street and just shoot on the street. Oh, I love it. And just shoot for herself. She wasn't yep. going there shooting for a client. She wasn't shooting for anyone in particular. She would see something that she liked the look of or liked mm. the way the light was fine. So she, she photographed it and mm. she just got captured. So at that point, the camera was an extension of her. Mm. Like that was letting her connect with her environment. Yes. Letting her be able to capture that. Yes. And then obviously the types of pictures that you're doing like that will have some type of relevance to how you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. I've got all these amazing images that are popping into my head from being back at uni from artists, but for the life of me, I can't remember their names. I'd love to know some artists out there if anyone's got someone that they think of that that has a very similar technique where they do show their point of view a lot more. I think one of the interesting things is I've known a lot of people who draw Mm -hmm. and 
uh, particularly particularly when they're going for a tough time, some of the images that they draw can be quite dark. Yes. So I believe at that point too, like the, the pencil becomes an extension of, of them. Yes. Because they're expressing how they feel through these images that they could draw of this very dark, quite often, you know, very, how would you say, demon-like. Yes. Images, yeah. If you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to say, the work that I used to do for myself when I was back at uni were actually quite dark images com- yep. in comparison to what I create now. Yeah, they were. I was, was going through some pretty heavy stuff when I was yep. younger. Yeah, yeah. And, but but they helped you get that out. Absolutely. You, you basically could get those feelings from inside. And in some kind of weird way, it was how you could also speak to other people when you couldn't find your own voice yes yep. if there was something that you felt you wanted to be able to get off your chest but you didn't feel comfortable talking about it creating some images is a beautiful way of of expressing how you're feeling yes i think there was a there was a campaign done a little while ago and there was some survivors of breast breast cancer yeah that chose to have some shots done oh they were amazing i know right. the ones from you know, yeah, you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and they were they were portraits yep. and a lot of the women didn't have is this the, we might be talking about two different ones, but I've seen a, a selection of work where the well, women didn't have tops on. Didn't have tops on. Yeah, so you could see their scars. You could see the scars. Yeah, which was so beautiful yeah. and powerful, like it was just gorgeous. Yeah, I mean it was their way of, of dealing with it and yeah. saying, I'm still here. Taking ownership as well, like yeah. this, this, these are my scars, this is this yes. is my journey. That, that's it. They've got to a point where they're comfortable in their own skin. That's right. And that's a big step and I think – that's how some of those, you know, the people announce that to the world that they, yeah, they've been through this really horrendous thing, mm-hmm. but they've dealt with it um, as best as they can. And but now they're at a point where now where they can kind of just look it in the face and go, yeah, oh, that that happened to me. Yeah. But I'm still here. Yeah. So, and I think that's what I said, and that's what I suppose when we're looking at this podcast for focus was looking about how people pick up the camera and and how mm. that how the camera integrates into what you're doing, mm-hmm. how you're feeling mm-hmm. type of thing. So it does. Yeah. It kind of just becomes – it's almost like – I always say when I'm in the in the zone. Yes. Because, you know, any photographer who really kind of gets into that zone, they know the feeling. Yeah, it's, it's a great feeling because it's just you feel really powerful. Yes. And when you're not in the zone, like I sadly have had experiences where I've gone to shoots and something has happened and it's thrown me completely, completely. off. Completely off, and it might be as, as small as someone has said something, or something hasn't turned out the way that yes. you wanted it to, and it really does impact oh, it has everything. A, yeah. Has a huge impact. The knock-on effect is the images that you create are going to be different. Yeah, depending were, on how you, what your headspace well, is. Because different yeah. headspace, you'd produce something a little bit different. Yes. So sometimes it's hard to be creative in those in yeah. those times. So please be kind to your photographer, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you just don't know what. What's yeah. happening? I mean, but that's good. That's a good life lesson to anyone. Look, no one knows. Nobody understands what the person next to them on the bus may have gone through, endured yeah. that night. Yeah. Right. They could have went through a really horrific. Yeah. Situation. I yeah. And I think we all we make too many assumptions. We do. We do, and we we forget to ask ourselves what. Where that's coming from, when someone is, is is interacting with you in a way that could potentially be upsetting or whatnot, this has gone on a really strange segue. Sorry, guys, yeah. but I think it's really important to ask yourself where 
where the motivation for them to behave like that is coming from, it could yep. be coming from fear, it could be f- coming from anger, it could be coming from something that's related to yourself or completely not. Yep. They may have had a bad day. And that may be as a photographer, you may be able to see Same, that yeah. through their work. Yes. And, yes. and it's interesting knowing a lot of photographers have been through dark and really difficult times. And you can see in their work. I can see in their work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, so and, true. And a few times I've actually like private messaged photographers and said, how are you going? Yeah. Everything okay? If you want to have, yes. catch up for a, for a chat or something because you can actually see they're yes. actually they're actually communicating from their images. Yes, right? yeah. Some people will see that. Other people won't see it whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. If you're familiar with someone's work, you definitely can. And you can feel when they're ready to, to kind of take a sideways step and maybe yeah, not be, sometimes be when photographers they put, anymore. Put, they put some images out there. They're actually... They're kind of announcing to the world that they're ready to kind of want to start dealing with this or talk to someone. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. can be that can sometimes be the first step. Yeah. Of it, so that's what I'm yeah. saying. So it's incredibly, like I said, how something like a camera can become that therapeutic it, tool. <laughs> well, it, 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 this around the world, this um, photo therapy. Yeah. Um, I've been kind of looking at some of that stuff around the world, and there's a lot of places now where wow. photography is being used as a therapy. Wow, that's so, so cool. So basically, you know. It's acknowledging the fact that when people pick up the camera, yes, that can be an extension of them. Yeah. So yeah. that gives them that that creative outlet. Yeah. Well, they can produce something that they could. And like I said, and we can't all paint or draw, or no. unfortunately, or sculpt do sculpture. I love seeing what kids bring out. Like, so if you think about your camera being an extension of yourself, give give your camera to a kid. Yes, and just see what they create. Yeah, someone someone under ten. Yes. It'll be amazing. Well, that's what I'm saying because everyone. I think kids see the world differently. Yeah, it's such as, a as you get as you get older. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's lots of things that you'll from life experiences will will harden you one way or the other. So you'll look past some stuff. You'll look too deeply into other stuff. Where kids are pretty much they're undamaged. They're undamaged. <laughs> well, I mean, not quite the right word to use. Sorry. Yeah, I always they... use the example of when you when you put kids into a playground. So if yeah. you send a number of kids in the playground, they can come from all different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But when they run up to the swing, it's just another kid yeah. they can play with in the playground. And oh, it's, it's so true, isn't it? It is. It's, it's like there's no um, looking at, oh, well, you're wearing, you know, Nike shoes or you're wearing this or that or whatever. It's, oh, here's another kid I can play yeah. with. Let's, yeah. Do you want to tr- see who can get the yeah. top of the monkey bars the quickest? That curiosity and excitement. Yeah. And the same thing is, but at that point too, like, Kids pretty much are not. There's there's no race or. Yeah. You mean that? Yeah. I mean they're not. They haven't. They're so pure. Yeah. I suppose that's a point I was trying to make there. Yeah. They're kind of innocent, pure type yeah. of stuff. So yeah. yeah. So so that would be a really interesting exercise: giving a camera to a ten year old and said, "Photograph how you feel." Yes. Oh Tons my goodness! Of, it's it's it would just be amazing. Just to see <laughs> just to see what they come back with. Yeah. I remember I used to I used to teach kids in a holiday program about photography many 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 years ago, back in the film days once again. Yeah. And I would just love to see what the kids would create. We'd give them five shots on a roll of film, give them a camera. Yep. We'd set up the basics because there wasn't really enough time to teach them all teach that. Teach them all that and stuff. The images they would create were so special, like yes, so yep. so incredible. Well, it's interesting how people like you know, sometimes that 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 unbiased mind. The way they see the world, sometimes they see mm. it very, very simplistically, very yeah. black and white. Yeah. Whereas as we get older, we have so many layers. 
Yes. On top of everything. Yeah. I remember one of my uni lecturers used to explain it like you've been stuck in a box and it's time to get out of that box. Those rules don't apply. Yep. That was in our life drawing class. Okay. <laughs> so you can paint the doodle over there. You're allowed to. <laughs> Is that the same one where you, there was no rules and you could actually paint anywhere? The, yeah. Any, yeah. Anywhere. We could paint anywhere. We could draw anywhere. So we could, if we didn't want to draw on our paper, if we felt that our drawing could be extended onto the ground or up onto the wall. Yep. We were encouraged to do so. It was yep. it was amazing. I, I still remember that first class. I can remember you we in, actually that came out I think. We in, have, haven't we? Yeah, we spoke about it in another one. I think in my when we actually did the uh, f- your first interview on quite possibly on on exposure, we, <clears throat> we kind of dove into your background. Yeah. <laughs> quite possibly because I remember how mortified I was when I saw a naked man. I was like, what? <laughs> But it was, it's yeah, like that's a really good example. We've got all these rules that get placed on us regardless of what application we're using and we feel so combined by it. But yes. kids, they don't know those rules, rules yet. So they're breaking things that, like breaking rules that they don't know about and they're yep. doing it in such a beautiful way. Yep. And I think when it comes to the camera being an extension of yourself, that's a really good thing to consider. What rules? Yes. Just keep asking yourself what rules. Yep. We don't need those. Yes. Like this this image is not going to be about the rules and getting it technically perfect. It's about what's going on with me at the moment and I want to show that to people. Like that's that's right. Or, or you may not want to show people. You just yes. may, it may be created just for your own personal That's exactly right. Your own personal space to actually to to look back and reflect on. That's right. You know, interesting people do take pictures sometimes and it's like when they're feeling sad or, or whatever yeah. or feeling happy or whatever. Yep. To then go back and look at that to remind them that time that they've moved, maybe moved on from that. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. They've dealt with it. Absolutely. You know, to show them, it's like a milestone thing. Yeah. You know, we talk about with photographers going back, looking at your own work to see how you've come as mm-hmm. far as, you know, improving. Mm. But some people may use the camera basically to, to understand where they're at in life and yes. how they're feeling. Yes, it's so true. And how far they've moved forward. So true. Yeah. yeah. As I said, camera, yeah, photography is a very much a therapeutic tool. Tool, yeah. And like I said, that camera allows you to to facilitate. So yes, you know, so totally, it, it is an extension. Yeah. And like I said, some people will get this automatically when we, what we're talking about. They'll just yes. click with it. Yes. People so- maybe who don't shoot, they shoot occasionally on on the you know, camera phone or whatever but not kind of shooting as a photographer mm. don't understand why why we don't stop and take all these pictures of that flower or yeah yeah because it's beautiful and you feel that beauty so yeah the camera allows you to because you couldn't paint the flower no oh gosh no not me but but, <laughs> but if you choose to take that picture of that beautiful flower mm. and then you choose to put it up on social media mm-hmm. there's probably then going to be a whole lot of other people who can think oh what a beautiful flower yeah yeah. It's interesting. There's a couple of things I've noticed on social media. Beautiful sunsets. Yes. Get great and beautiful flowers. Yeah, get lots of gets lots of likes. Lots well, of a lot likes. Of people, well, likes or is it people connect with those yeah, images? Yeah, it's a relatable image. It's relatable because it's beauty is beauty. I mean, we talked about in an earlier podcast is is photography timeless. Mm. You know, beautiful photo can be a beautiful photo for many people. Yes. We'll see that same beauty coming out in yes. the photo. Yes. And that so. And I think we're really fortunate. We're moving into a time where beauty is not necessarily a traditional thing anymore. You know, we've got such gorgeous um, movements such as body positivity and a few other things, you know, um, race is not necessarily seen the way it was 20 years ago. Yes. So I think we're really fortunate with those things because we're exposed to so many gorgeous aspects of the world and how people feel and what they're doing and what they're dealing with. 
So it's it's a really encouraging time. Well, the other thing too of social media, it allows you oh, to be so expressive. So good. You, you can now be, you can now show your colours to yeah. so many people if you wish yeah. to do that. And the gorgeous thing about social media is it gives you the reach to find your tribe. So find the people that you connect with and they don't necessarily have to be in your zip code anymore, which yes. is so good. Yes. You know, there's, there's many... Many negative things that come with social media, but I have to say that's one of the most positive things. We can connect with people on the other side of the world yes. that understand us. Well, just, a, just as a little fact to throw in there is that um, this week with the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, we produce these in Brisbane, which is in Queensland, which is in Australia. Mm-hmm. And last week... We had more listeners in the US than in Australia. That is insane. Listen to the podcast. And that's amazing that, that yeah. we, we produce this little podcast in Brisbane. Yes. And that people on the other side of the world are sitting down listening to it. Yeah. And hopefully getting some type of um, benefit or, or or gaining some type of, you know, wisdom from our Yeah. From our Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. But, but, but like you said, it, it allows us to connect with people that we never would have been able to connect yeah, with, that's right, share that's ideas. Right. So, I mean, that's I mean, these these podcasts basically that's what we are. We we take an idea and we kick it around, and we share it, and we yeah. pull it apart, and we yeah. But we try to understand how each of photographers interact with it. That's right. That's right. Before we get too deep, I reckon we should wrap this. One yeah, up. we might oh, have we to. Might, we, might, <laughs> we could go on for ages. We can, we can go. <laughs> Look, I hope you enjoyed this um, edition of Photo Mission Focus. Um, is the camera extension view, and everyone will have their mm. own feeling on it. So, but with, again, as always, we'd love to hear comments or whatever yeah, people. Tell us are what fi- you're thinking. What you're thinking? Yeah. Is your camera an extension of you? Yeah. All right. Until next time, Terry. Thanks, Steve. Great chat. See, see ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening.